Welcome back to the Baseball Playground. I'm Matt McGowan. I'm Jacob O'Dell. And we're here with Alex Kokel, person at Glendale College who's been running the show for the last, uh, how many years, coach? That's a tough question. Uh, I think five. Last five years. Three, three if you, last five if years, you don't count created, created, what, multiple conference titles, super regional appearances. I mean, you've gotten kids to the next level, I mean, every year. You do such a great job. You're a staple of winning in the area and the and in uh, in California JUCO baseball. We are so excited that you're here um, to help uh, our viewers and our uh, the people that follow us to to get a little more insight about JUCO baseball and and uh, we're just really happy and excited that you're here. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure. Appreciate it. So, with that being said, Coach, you, like I said, you've been a staple of winning at the JUCO level in California for. The last five years, you've multiple regional, uh, multiple, um, you know, conference titles. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your program, uh, just so those that you know maybe aren't from uh, California uh, understand a little bit more about you and your program. Yeah, sure. And again, it's a, a really a privilege to be on with you guys and share a little bit about what we do at Glendale. Um, I started Glendale actually probably twelve years ago. Um, I've been the head coach for five. Uh, I was an assistant for, again, you, you, you kind of got me on the timeline. I started in 2011. Um, before that, I was, a, I was a high school coach, spent four years as an assistant at Harvard-Westlake. Um, and then before that, I spent one year as a head coach at uh, University High School, which is a, my, my alma mater. I went, to, I went to high school at uni. Um, before that, I uh, graduated from UCLA. I got a chance to be part of that program. Uh, as an undergrad assistant for three years under Gary Adams and John Savage, and then before that, I was a I was a junior college product. So I, you know, I I played under John Strauss at Glendale. Um, uh, that year was two thousand two, and we we won a conference championship then. Um, so I've been part of man, I think like either eight or not. I, I like I lose track of it. Um, not because like I it just other things, right? Like you, you have other concerns. Um, but yeah, so since 2011, probably eight conference championships, the head coach, uh, who brought me on, who kind of saved me from the high school level and gave me an opportunity to do it at the college level, uh, is a man named, uh, Chris Secuto and who's now our Dean of athletics at Glendale. Um, and he really, you know, I, I owe a lot of like my success, my professional success. And then, you know, for sure, you know, the job that I have, which is an awesome job. Um, I owe it really all to him. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, so it, we're, we're two year school. I get a lot of emails like hey, Glendale, Arizona, I'm going to be doing the you know Arizona fall classic. Come out and see us. We are in California, Southern California. Um, and we, you know, we've had success in terms of like, if you measure it by conference championships, um, we're in a really great league with, um, you know, we were talking about it before, uh, LA Valley, College of the Canyons, Bakersfield College, uh, Citrus College. Um, uh, so, you know, a lot of these local local schools are kind of part of our region. They're who we uh, compete with um, for, yeah, for conference championships, for players. Um, and then, you know, we've been really proud, uh, you know, of the fact that we've moved on a lot of guys to a lot of, you know, really kind of crazy and amazing places. Um, and so it's definitely, you know, it, it's a, it's a holistic process. Um, and, uh, you know, we're very happy about, you know, what we've been able to accomplish so far. And, you know, I, 
love to kind of share more about kind of what goes into that because I think, um, you know, for parents, when, when I was at the high school level, I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't tell you how much time I would spend like counseling parents and it's like an education, right? Like what, you know, what is that? Like, how do I, you know, how would I get my kid to UCLA? And, and it's like so much, you know, it, it, it's, it's like therapy, right? Um, and now that I'm a I'm parent, dealing with, I'm dealing know, with that every year. There, that's right. Oh, if you're, if you're a high school coach, I mean, I think a lot of this will be spent talking about high school coaches. Um, that's what you're trying to do, right? Like to educate, you're trying to be as honest as you can, transparent and honest. And a lot of times, you know, folks don't want to hear the truth, right? And so, you know, th that's definitely a part of the job. I love the story about how you've just been able to kind of build a team and stick with a team throughout all these years. But what are some of the recruiting processes that kids are going through in order to get recruited by JUCOs, whether they're just using it as a stop and hold ground until they go to a four-year? Or what's the process that you're running through with all these kids? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like an evolving process. I think the, the most important thing you need to understand and everyone needs to understand about our sport is our sport's regional, right? So um, the, 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 the network that's in place in your region, say you go to Chatsworth High School, right? So you think about like you got Moore Park, COC, Glendale, Mission, Valley, Pierce. Like that's, that's your network. Now, like, is there a scenario where you're going beyond that? Sure, right? And then there's also, you know, those, those four-year schools that are around there. Cal State Northridge. Uh, let's, you know, let's use all the Cal States. Bakersfield, right? So the, the net gets a little bit wider. Um, but, but those regional, you know, programs and the coaches that are in those areas, very tight network. Everybody's talking, right? And so it, it, all, it all starts from there. And everybody whether you're Glendale College, Cal State Northridge, Bakersfield, Cal State LA, USC, UCLA, LMU, right? Like Fuller, you're trying to get the best players from that area. That's what you're trying to do, right? Um, and, you know, as kind of crazy as like, so I, I may have made this implication that like, are you competing for players with Cal State Northridge? Yeah, right? Yes. Uh, am I competing for players with USC? Yes. Well, what could you possibly tell a kid that would convince them to go to you instead of Cal State LA or Cal State Northridge or USC? There's there's stuff that, you know, there are things that like may benefit that player's growth and long-term development um, and career path going to a two-year school than, you know, attempting, you know, taking a shot at one of those places. So we're all trying to get the same players. There's, and you can see this, this is everywhere. This kind of replicates itself everywhere. So there's not like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of players from Florida in California, right? So you're, you need to be one of the best guys in, in that area. Now, the other thing you've got to understand is that it's all arranged based on recruiting classes. I'm not really interested in juniors. People will call me and like, oh, there's this, you know, great junior at, you know, so-and-so high school. Like I, I mean, I kind of kid and I go, I'll be hit by a, like a dump truck by the time that kid graduates. Like, I'm not interested in that kid. Our recruiting season is very, very tight. Like it's, it's basically like May through August, but it's a frenzy May through August because you're trying to capture all those guys that didn't make it to the division one, didn't, or so something happened, right? Um, guys change their minds. You know, I, 
I thought I wanted to go to Iona, but man, that's really far. And I actually kind of got a little bit more educated about junior. You guys are good. Like, didn't your center fielder commit to Houston? And didn't like, you guys have a pitcher go to UCL? Yeah. Well, like, what do you think I, you know, I would do a Glenn. I think you'd, you do better than, you know, the place you're going now. Right. And, um, so we've had a number of those guys come and, and, and try to develop, um, the process changes, you know, the guys change, they improve, they stay the same, their expectations change, but we're all looking for, for the best guy. Right. So, um, that's kind of where it starts. And then I would say, you know, I think like it'll lead into some of your other questions, but there's guys like Matt, right. There's guys like, um, you know, you develop these really, really strong relationships with the high school coaches. And this is division one. This is pro scouting, um, <coughs> excuse me, where you, you just over time learn to trust what people tell you. Right. And, and this is like in everything else, it's like getting a plumber, right? You got that plumber that, you know, you brought him in because somebody referred them and solved all your problems. Then we call that guy again. And then you brought like that other plumber that, you know, he found that your sewer pipe caved in, he had to replace your entire main, like, and it, it, it like, and then, like, for some reason, the roof started leaking. Well, you don't call that guy again, right? So you, you develop relationships <laughs> with people that will tell you the truth, that you can trust, and, and that's how you get the names of players, and that's how you begin the recruiting process. I think you brought up a great point. It, it is such a frenzy, um, you know, and, and being a high school coach, you know, you have guys that, like, hey, I want to go to a school out in Iowa or, or wherever. Hey, you know, it's a little cold out there. I think I want to go the JUCO route. Now, there I know, especially at, when I coached at the private school level, there's always a stigma of ju junior college baseball because their parents just paid twenty thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or however many, however much money it was um, for their high school education. And then they're like, "Well, you could have gone to the private or public school and gone to JUCO." So explain, you know, I, I try to tell the kids, I want to, I want you to go and play. You can go. Uh, to USC and you can wear the Trojan jersey or whatever jersey you want, but you're not going to play at least for a couple years um, unless you're, and, and they're always recruiting guys in that, in that place anyway. So can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how to break that stigma or to at least let the parents know that are watching this, that junior college baseball is really good baseball and you need to find people that are really good at coaching it and developing your son and moving them on to the next level. Yeah, I mean, there's that's a great question, Matt. And like, there's a couple ways of looking at it. I I came at it first from like the perspective of a of a coach, and I'll kind of get to the the parent and the player. Um, so I had a I had a buddy of mine. I, I coached in the, in a summer league, the Cape Cod League, and so I was I was there my first year with like some really talented coaches. Um, and one of them was uh, he's now the pitching coach at Texas Tech. And he was at, at that time he was. Um, he was at an NAIA in Lubbock, but he like kind of cut his teeth and, and, and um, I guess made his name. Um, uh, he was at a junior college um, and, and the, the, the junior college he was at was in Navarro. Um, and, I, and, I, and I might be off here. He like, it, I don't know if he played there or he was like, like heavy on recruiting there. But I, you know, so we're, we're, on, we're on, the, on the bus one day and I'm like, look, like the, the JCs in Texas are insane. Like they're like JCs in Texas would go and compete in division one and like, and, and kick ass. 
And I would say like some of the top JCs in, in California to kind of give you kind of just like what you're talking about. Yeah, like the top, the top 10 junior colleges in California would go to Division One. I'm not talking about like the top 50, but there's like 350 Division One schools. Like they would, half of those schools, they would go and they would really, really compete with those schools. And that's with freshmen and sophomores. That's not with juniors, seniors, super seniors, grad transfers. That's with fresh. So I'm like, explain the dynamic to me in Texas. And he made it really simple. He's like, you know, in Texas, if a kid doesn't have a scholarship to UT, to Texas, you know, to some of the, like these division one schools, they'll just go to a JC. It's like, they, they're not going to go, well, you know, like, uh, again, Iona, uh, you know, so, like they, they just, we're going to go to a JC first. And then like, if I can't go, if I can't go to Texas from there, like, like again, like they aspire to be the best. Um, and so their JC is very local and it's like, it's badass. It's very, very, you know, very strong in our area. Again, this is kind of like the regional character of, of, of our sport in our area that like, they're at like, right. Like status, right. You're, you know, you're, you're in, you know, you're in that kind of like that studio city Burbank area, like the movie industry. Like I, I you know, I, I was part of that world for a while, not part of it, but like, I, I kind of like, I kind of like, um, you know, gravitated around it and yeah, like, oh man, that's really very low status. Like what would I tell somebody if my son, you know, went to a junior college, you know, and and I mean, God knows what, like, what happens there? You know, will he be like, you know, will he be jumped? Will he, does he have to join a, you know, a local gang for, like, there, there's so many just, it, right? And that, that's the first thing. And so, um, but that, that's relational to your point with USC. The question really, like, when you get down to being recruited, right? I want to, I want to go to USC. Why? Why do you want to go to USC? You want to go to USC to like to get like the really sweet gear and get like metrics bar stuffed in your locker and and like have the status, or do you want to mix it up with Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole at UCLA in February in the fog with fifty degree weather? Like you want that, and and that's really the question, right? You want to try to go through UCLA's lineup that's got a bunch of you know bunch of guys that are going to get drafted. Like you want that. You want to try to get out Michael Conforto at Oregon State. You want to go through that lineup, your pitcher, right? Um, and and that that's really the question. And so what we want, what UCLA wants, what USC wants, is the guy like, yeah, I don't like. I'll put on a I'll put on a freaking ski mask and a black shirt, and I want it like I want it. I want add it with Garrett Cole. I want Michael Conforto, right? That's the number one thing. Not the gear, not you know the status. You've got to be real. The best thing about our level, and I, I tell everyone, like I've had opportunities, you know, I'm not going to say like, I, you know, everybody's like calling me to be a coach. That's not the case. But I've had opportunities to like look elsewhere. This is the best level of baseball there is, okay? Because the worst guy on the worst team, all right, in, in California junior college, the worst guy on the worst team is not a poser. He's a ball player. Like that guy is looking for competition. He's looking for baseball. He is desperate to play. Like he'll do anything to play. Okay. And he'll play rain, sleet, like hail, Victor Valley, 
Folsom, like anywhere, anywhere, anytime that guy's ready to play. I've been at the high school level where like, that's not the case. Like there's got like, it's extracurricular. It's a social activity. Well, my dad wants me to play. I'm doing it for like the worst guy on the worst team is not playing because his dad, because it's social, because, you know, he thinks like, you know, the girls like will like him. Like those guys are just ballers, you know? Um, and so that's what we're looking for. And, you know, um, I think as you get a little bit higher, that's what UCLA and USC hope to get as well as a guy that's going to want to mix it up and play. Um, it gets a little bit tougher for them because, you know, you're, you're drawing as you go higher and higher that pool of guys who are capable of surviving at that level gets smaller and smaller. I mean, you brought up so many great points, and and you're right. The 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 baseball at the JUCO level, I think that's probably everywhere um, in the country. Those JUCO guys are there because they want to play, right? They want to they want to make mix it up and and make it to the next level. With that being said, you know the goal as a junior college coach every year is to get guys to the next level. So, what do you feel you do really well to maybe help? players that are that are watching that are at the juco level or um or college coaches that maybe just don't know because you've had a ton of success i mean you get so many guys to the next level it's 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 awesome um and that's probably why a lot of kids want to play for you uh just give us a little rundown of what you think the best ways to get guys seen and 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 moved on would be yeah i mean so first of all like it starts it all starts with academics so glendale like like california community colleges Anybody can attend any college. There's no admissions process um, you know, or selective admissions. Um, but at, like for Glendale baseball, I'm the admissions officer, right? And I'm also the talent evaluator for the baseball team. And so if we're going to recruit somebody, the, the like my recruiting speech is let's go on campus and I'm going to tell you about like the lower division curriculum requirement. It's called the IGETSI for California community colleges overlaps with Cal States and UCs. And I'm going to bore you to death for two hours with that. Okay. Because my concern is the outcome moving you on is contingent on you completing that. And the more successful you can be at that, the easier it will be for me to move you on period hard stop. So we're recruiting students. Um, we're recruiting guys that are serious about the academic process and we're recruiting guys that have those skills and those habits established. So, like that question you asked, well, like, you know, I paid all this money for Crespi. Like, well, oh my God, what am I going to get? You're going to get A's and B's at Glendale. And then you're going to be able to go to Cal. You're going to be able to get into a UC school where the kids that didn't sleep at Crespi wouldn't get into. Um, because the admissions process from California Community Colleges is different than it is for high schools. And so every year we're going to get 10 guys admitted to multiple UC schools, which if I was a high school, I would be charging $80,000 a year for that, for that service. Right. Like that's that's something that is that's a you know, it's a it's an accelerated academic program. So Glendale baseball accelerated academic program um, because we've got two years, some cases, three years to get that to happen. The average community college student. Um, I know this data because I, I one of my masters was on this. Um, the average community college student in America takes them six years to move on. OK, so we're we're very much like moving fast and efficient. And it's very important that we're on the same page, right? So a guy that's like rolling his eyes, I just want to play baseball. 
as much as I may want that guy in our program because he he solves some baseball questions for us, it, it's not going to work here. It's not going to work at the next place where they're not going to go on a roller coaster ride with that guy. They're, they're just not. Okay. Um, so that's number one, the academic stuff. And, and Coach Sakuda would always say this. So relational, right? So guys that are serious about the academics, they'll be serious about their development. And now we've got this relationship of transparency and trust where I can be honest with them. Here's what it's going to take. This is what you need to do. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, like I tell them, like, I'm a strategic partner for you. I'm like your portfolio manager, right? I'm your, I'm your portfolio manager, and this is your resume. This is what you have. This is how we can enhance it and improve it over the next year, two years, three years. Um, and then every guy's after that, like, we have to be on the same page there. Like, I, we do not compromise on that. After that, it all becomes, guys, it becomes individualized. What position do you play? You know, what year are you in? Um, you know, it, it, you start talking about roles and development. Oh, you're a shortstop? Well, you know, is the glove ahead of the bat? Um, it's all of these things that we, we start kind of addressing in a more kind of um, personal level, individual level. And we'll talk about what that, you know, that, that developmental arc, what we expect that to be and, and some of the things that are in place in our program to help them, you know, expand their game. Every guy that we have, that comes in, they're here for a reason other than the academic stuff that we really hammer. And, and I, you know, I spent at Glendale, my, my first master's was in history. I'm kind of a, an outlier, I guess, in my field. I, when I went to UCLA, I double majored in philosophy and poli sci. And then I thought I wanted to be a college professor. So I got a master's in history and I almost like was crazy enough to get the <laughs> PhD, but I spent about seven years teaching like on the academic, academic side. So I teach political science early in modern U.S. history, I taught political theory a couple times. And so I, from the academic standpoint, like, you know, we're, we're hammering that. We're really competent at that, and we're very detail-oriented there. Um, and so we can really help them with that stuff. Um, the, the baseball stuff becomes really um, about, you know, I think our strengths there um, are our eyes and how we can enhance everybody's individual, you know, ability um, – you know, player to player, it, it, it's not cookie cutter. Um, it, it's, it's, you're telling the story of each individual. So like, I think we look back on it, we pan back and, oh man, a lot of guys transferred and a lot of guys are, you know, everywhere. There's a guy at Purdue, there's two guys at Cal right now, right? Like there is a guy at UCSD, there's, there is a guy at St. Bonaventure, there is a guy at Iona, there's a guy in New Mexico, New Mexico, like there's right now, right? There's these guys. Uh, but I would tell you like, there's some things that are similar. Those guys are serious academically. But then like after that, they're all, all of them have like a, it's a story, right? And the stories are like way different, like way different. Um, and so we respect that, you know, we respect that guys are going to be different. They're going to get to those places um, in different ways. Um, what I tell them in the end to get them to come to Glendale is like, we'll be with them from the beginning till the end, you know? till the last dog dies, right? And, and we do it, you know, we, we, in the end of that, like anybody can say that, like we deliver for our guys, you know? And so I think like guys like you, um, you know, we've had an amazing relationship with Agora, with Anthony Chevrier, who you guys, if you haven't had him on, you need to have him. Like he's, I mean, he's, he's amazing. like, he's an amazing, amazing coach, yeah. amazing guy. He's a legend in our he's, area. He's effing amazing. All right. And like the stuff that he does for those parents, you know, is like above and beyond. 
Um, but, you know, so we've had a lot of success getting, you know, he, he'll just, you know, he sends a lot of his guys to us. And that doesn't make any sense. Like, like geographically, logistically, it doesn't make sense. But the reason yeah, why he good, does that's it a, That's is, a nice drive for some of those kids. <laughs> it makes no sense, right? The only reason they do it is because he knows that we're going to deliver for those guys. Like at the end of the day, no matter what, we're going to deliver for them. And that's, you know, that's like I take a lot of pride in that because that's hard. You know, it's easy to – I'll talk to my buddies at other schools and I'm like, man, like it's August and like I don't know what to do with this guy. Like what would you do? It's like, well, like – like, like, what's the situation? I'm like, well, like, you know, he doesn't have anywhere to go. I just tell him, like, nobody call. There's no interest. Like, you better, you know, go to, <laughs> you know, here's a list of NAI schools. I don't know. Like, I'm recruiting for next year. Hey, man, I've had a long year. Like, I've been, I've been dragging the warning track, clearing water off the field, doing rec forms. Like, I, I'm off in August. That's my vacation. Like, leave me the hell alone. I have my team for next year. And we, we won't do that. We're, you know, we're, we're, I guess, like, kind of crazy in that way that we, we, you know, we'll we'll be there through the tiers of August and 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 get those guys to places that need players. No, and I think that's what makes you guys so different, and that's that's why you're on. That's why we, I, you know, we made it a point to have you on because, you know, you're a players coach through and through, and everyone that's ever ever played for you or or talks about the the program, um, it's a, they say the same thing. Um, it's, it's an amazing atmosphere and it's an amazing program. And, and you're absolutely right. Um, getting those guys to the next level is the goal and, and you do such a great job doing it. My next question is how has the transfer portal, has that helped Juco baseball? Has that hurt Juco baseball? What are your thoughts on, on the transfer portal? Because that kind of throws kids back in the mix, um, you know, in those May through August, um, you know, you know, days of summer. So. Yeah, that's a great question. So before you get to the transfer portal, you need to go to the draft, right? So because everybody, right, everyone who like wants to be recruited and play at the four-year level, yeah, they they want to go to UCLA or USC, right? Um, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I'll go to like Notre Dame. That's a good school. I've you know, I've heard of that. LSU's got really good baseball. I would consider them as well, right? Um, so start with the draft. Like those schools want players that are going to be drafted. So those schools, the way that those schools recruit, that should actually pan back. And this is for this is the previous question that you asked that I started talking about our program, but I didn't address directly. So I'll, I'll address it directly. So in baseball, they've got this thing called wins above replacement, right? War. Yep. And, and typically the distributions of these things, so I'm a social scientist. I'm coming at this as a social scientist. Typically, the way these things distribute is like that 80-20 principle, right? So um, in, in American healthcare, 20% of the patients are responsible for 80% of the costs. And, and how do you like reconcile that? And it's, this is li it's like this in like every field. It's like this. It's how it distributes. And so in baseball, when you approach wins above replacement, this data stuff is just like it's really crazy. You know, it makes you really think about it, but it, it explains what we've seen. It just it's more direct, data-based. So in baseball, you would expect that, based on that principle, 20% of the players would be responsible for 80% of the war. So like, let that sink in, right? Think about that. Like, 20% like of the players are like, those are the ones that like should be getting, that's who's getting recruited. And the 80% is like, you can find that guy. 
okay? But in baseball, it's not 2080. It's like 13 to, what is the math? 87. 13% of the players are responsible for 87% of the wins above replacement. And that's the majors. So that's guys that are all getting paid millions of dollars to play baseball. So you tell me, what is that distribution like in high school, right? What is that distribution like in at the college level? So when you say like, I want to be recruited, you're not recruiting steady Eddie, okay? Because, and like no offense, and we have made a living with steady Eddie, right? But steady Eddie has to be the complete freaking package, right? Like yeah. if I'm going to take that ride with steady Eddie, with the replacement guy, a guy that I can, I can have this guy, that guy, or that guy, which one am I going to pick? I'm the, I'm the buyer here. Okay. And they're trying to sell themselves. I'm not trying to sell myself to that kid. And I, and the reason why like, I won't is because I can't, I don't have the time for that. Right. And so now I've got to pick the right one out of those three, four, maybe six, depending on the position, depending on the year. Is it a light year for middle infielders or there's a lot of middle infielders light year for catchers or man, a lot of good catchers. Right. So now that kid's like, he's going to have the grades. He's going to have the will. He's going to have the right attitude. He's going to want to be here. Like, I know that for sure. You know, he's going to probably be educated. He's going to have like Matt McGowan tell me, yeah, man, you want that guy. But he's going to have like the high school coach. Like he's going to be on board with that. Um, I'm going to go see him play. And like, I'm going to bring him on campus, but not to recruit him or to woo him or tell him like how easy it's going to be and how we're going to the big leagues together. I'm going to tell him how hard it's going to be. And how it's not going to happen right away. And how, you know, are you sure you really want to do this? Because it's really hard. It's a lot harder than you think. And then, like, are you really sure that you want to be at Alex Box Stadium at LSU with Alex Bregman in the box? And you got to get him out on Friday and then come back and do it again on Sunday? Because we've had guys do that, right? And, and, and now that guy's got to go home and go, boy, like, that, <laughs> I, man, that's really exciting. I want to do that. Or man, I like just no. Like, I want to play with my buddies and like that. This guy's like this guy's crazy. Um, so we want to be clear about who we are. But that's so that's that split right now with the draft dropping down from forty rounds. And you remember, like I mean, I don't like when we played it was sixty rounds. It's twenty yeah, rounds. So there's 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 twenty rounds of the draft. Yeah, that's in rounds. college baseball. Okay. Now, so, and those guys have, they all have advisors, they all have agents, they're all scouted, okay? And so if I'm, if I'm an elite division one coach, I'm talking to the pro scouts and we're going back and forth, right? I'm giving you dirt on my guys and their signability and what, you know, what, what, whatever, right? And you're giving me your database. Now, this is like kind of like maybe the dirty secret and my, maybe not everybody does it. But it's a knowledge, there's a knowledge economy to this, right? And there's, there's, you're trading horses. You're like, you've got information that I need. I have information that you need. I have relationships with all those agents, all of them, right? So I'm, I'm recruiting your agent. And, and that bypasses the kid completely, which is the best thing for the kid if he's one of those guys. Where it's like, look, like we all know how this is going to shake out. We've worked together. And this is what's going to happen. And so you commit here. We know you're working with a draft. We think this is your number. Like, please stick to that number. That's recruiting, 
okay? That's real recruiting at the places that Johnny wants to go to. So if you don't have an agent, if you haven't been written up and put into one of those draft databases, look, like, the showcase stuff, these other things, travel ball, they're very important for you to continue to develop and for people to see you. But you're not going to be recruited. Like, you're not going to be, you know, you guys remember that, that, that movie Blue Chips? Where, like, the guy gets the tractor, oh, yeah. guy gets, like, a bag of money. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. um, if you want to be recruited... You should play football. They have 85 scholarships. So you're on Twitter and like this guy, you know, this guy's not even good. And he like, you know, he's got, he's got a full ride offer. Yeah. Because they, they need human, the 85 guys. Baseball is 11.7. Basket, you should play basketball. 13 scholarships for basketball. Baseball, like, you know, so you got to be in front of people. You got to have people want to help you. And that may be your high school coach. That may be your club ball coach. Um, look, um, so the draft, the draft has really like increased the level. Now the transfer portal, uh, it's it's so new. But like, here is some of the trends that I see. All right, here's what I see based on transfer portal. Everyone is moving west. Everyone's going warmer weather. Everyone, if they can, if they can, they're gonna go west or south. Right, variety of reasons, facilities. I guess some of the NLI money, which that's a whole nother thing that is impacting baseball, yeah. um, you know, uh, or, or eyes or opportunity. And that's displacing the high school kids. It's just displacing them because I will take the guy from the D3 school that's got one more year left over the kid from high school that who knows, right? Like maybe he's one of my front end guys and maybe I take that kid instead, but it, it's a very much winning Dow thing in college. Your job's predicated on it. Um, and so you want proven guys. Um, it's even deeper than that. You know, the NCAA level, they, all those games are on video now. It's called synergy. And so I can verify everything, everything. I mean, I could see that guy's every single pitch he's made, every at bat, every defensive rep, the high school guy, like, I saw him once against God knows who, God knows where. And maybe, you know what? I didn't even see him. My assistant saw him. And as much as we want to think that like these, like all these programs are these monolithic things where USC recruited me. Well, like did the assistant recruit you? Did the head coach recruit you? Like that's kind of a big deal. And so if I'm a head coach, assistants, there's turnover. So like, I want to trust this guy, but I'd rather see it for myself. And so the transfer guy, I could see everything. I can make this decision myself. This is my job, right? I can even actually educate my assistant and go, hey, like, here's what I would be looking for. This is what you see, but like, this is actually what I see. So the video stuff and not like my exit velocity from an indoor, but video against competition, that's a disadvantage for high school guys that is impossible to overcome. So the portal pushing everything this way. If you want to play at the four-year level, it's it's wagons east, right? You're you are going to St. Bonaventure, you are going to Iona, you are going to some of those schools that, hey, I mean it's global warming. Maybe it's warmer there, you know now, but it, it you know or 
you, you know, you're, you're going to a junior college and you're going to like try to mix it up at my level. Uh, it's, I, I feel like it's improved it. Um, but you know, it hasn't been like striking is what I would say. Um, I think it's, it's, it's probably been a wash because there's, so there's, there's more players, more better players. But I think, you know, these guys are, there is a lot of D1 to D1. You know, guys are moving there where they would have gone to a junior college if they could. Um, I think overall the big takeaway is the level of play in areas like ours has increased exponentially as a result of the transfer portal and the draft. Yeah, I love that you're keeping it real with a lot of these players that are reaching out to you or if you're reaching out to them. And it's great because a lot of coaches kind of fluff things to just get bodies on a baseball field if they need to fill a position. So it's great that you're not just doing that. Um, and on that note, though, how are you assessing these players, whether it's through the transfer portal or when you go to games where they get crossed off your list, where you're like, this guy I definitely know is not going to fit at my program? I mean, that's a great question, right? And, and um, for everybody to understand, like the number one rule about our job, well, two rules. Number one, safety first, right? Like safety first is the number one rule. Number two, don't get fired, right? Don't get fired. Like my job, love my job. Don't want to get fired. Don't want to lose my job. Um, and so bringing in people that will fit is really important. Now I'm a junior college that people confuse with another junior college, okay? <laughs> but I have people that want to be here and I say no a lot more than I say yes, reputation is the number one thing. And, and this is like, and by the time you're a senior in high school, you have a reputation. You do, you have it for better, for worse. Some guys benefit from a change of scenery. People will still change. I'm changing. You know, you guys are changing. Everyone's evolving, right? So there's an opportunity to change, to change the narrative, to improve your reputation, but you have a reputation. And, and that reputation is pretty well colored in. If you've played, you've had these interactions, it's an interactive sport, right? So you're interacting with your coach, your teammates, um, you're interacting with umpires, opposing teams. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll call, you know, Matt, Matt's playing Crescenta Valley. Like I may call Matt, I may call Phil, Phil Torres, coach at La Crescenta, who's like, he's been there forever. What do you got on that guy? <coughs> Baseball coaches are geniuses at distilling, you know, a guy's reputation down to a moment or two. And it's not fair, but this is like how life works, right? What is the impression that you were left with with this guy? He hit a home run off the scoreboard and threw his bat into our dugout. Well, I like that he hit a home run over the scoreboard, but now I like I know what I'm getting myself into, right? Um, the reputation is very important. Um, but it, it, it all, I mean, you guys know this, like it depends on, it depends on the player. If, you know, if he's one of those top 10% guys, I may be willing to bring in a couple of those because my culture and my prayer, what I'm going to surround them with, there's going to be so much peer pressure that like, it's going to be the path of least resistance will be for them to fit in. Okay. I may bring in a couple of those guys and try to tame them, you know, and, and that may be character that may be, he throws really hard, but he doesn't throw strikes. 
that maybe he's really good offensively, but he can't play defense. And when I say really good, I mean like really, really good. Like really good where a Division I school would go, man, like I remember that guy. Like I wish we could, but it, you know, the defense, the strikes, the character, the grades, that wasn't there. That type of good. Not, you know, a second team all conference. My exit velo is 86. You know, my, my coach hated me, and so I had the DH. That's, no, that's, that's not it, okay? You're really, so we'll bring a few of those guys in. God willing, some of them will come, and we'll try to mix it up with them on, you know, some, like, those are project guys. And everyone's doing this, right? Everyone, so what people want, what people want is O'Neill Cruz, right? They want a 6'7 dude who runs a 3'8 down the line, throws 98 across the diamond, can play every single game, and can reverse dunk a basketball. That's what people want, okay? Um, and luck. that's what they're going to recruit. And <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but, but listen, there's enough of facsimiles of that that that's a that, like that's a thing. People are looking for athletes, for left-handed hitters, for guys that run, right? So, you know, you're looking for that and then you've got to, you know, continue to nurture kind of that culture. And um there's some there's some years you bring in a bunch of guys that you like and the character of the, you know, at my level it's really interesting because every year is different. The cycle is every year you're 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 reassembling a team every year. You know, so in high school, though, those, those cycles are, you know, maybe if you're really, really good every two years, you know, a lot of guys, it's every three or four years, you're going to have that team and you put your stamp on them and they're going to play your brand of baseball. We're adapting all the time. We're, we're, we're accommodating what we have when we have it. Um, you know, you're, you're really, it, it's very much a bootstrap operation. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to bring in those guys that will fit in that you can, you know, play as close to your brand of baseball. Um, but you need to make sure that they fit, you know? Um, and so you guys know the list. I mean, you know, the body language stuff, all the reputational stuff, those are all like, you know, we'll, we'll probably dig deeper. Yeah. We'll dig deeper, but you know, a lot of that stuff affirms itself. Um, you know, the, the, the parenting stuff, um, you know, some parents are like SoCal legends and you don't like, you don't want your dad to be a SoCal legend. You don't, you know, I, I don't like, we, we had a, we had a kid in our program. He went to another college and, you know, all, all coaches, like we're part of fraternity. We're all trying to do the same thing. People think like we all hate each other. Like, I mean, maybe some guys do, but like, I, I don't, um, and so I'm like, hey, how's that guy doing? Like, oh, you know, he's not going to make it. Like, you know, yeah, like he's, you know, stick to Like there's some things that he just didn't have. That's okay. Um, but like, what's going on? He's like, oh, well, like, like the dad's coming after me. They're going to sue me. That's not Great. fair. Like, that's not right. Like that's, that sucks. Yeah, you, know? you see and that so, at the high school level all the time too. Parents, parents just get involved and, and unfortunately it, it ruins uh, a lot of coaches ability to do what they feel is you know, is their vocation and their passion because they can't be themselves because they're so worried about parents and, and don't be those parents. If you're watching this, don't be those parents. Just, don't. you know, if you, if you are that parent, then you're, 
the thing you did wrong is you didn't put him in a you put your son in a program where you can trust the coach because I feel like that's the biggest thing like put your son in a program where you fully trust the coach hands off let your kid do his thing if you want to take some video take some video but really trust these people that are that are you know at the end of the day going to advocate for your child to to move on to the next level Matt I'm going to like cut you off and go don't take video like don't take video <laughs> Don't. Yeah. If, if you like, can't, just don't. cheer for the team. Like video, video parent. Like that's a red flag for me. Like I don't. Like I don't want to see that. Like I don't. You know. Like it. You like you don't know what to do with that video. You don't. And like like at best you don't know what to do with that video. At worst you're like showing this video to your to your son and like what is he supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's hypercritical it, you're looking at the wrong stuff um you know and and the high school coach look the high school coach in the united states in america what we have is we have like like these team athletics that really build communities they bind communities together right so i look at my team and there's guys from like there's guys that would never ever especially like in today's society would never ever ever like say one word to each other much less hang out much less associate much less spend hundreds, if not thousands of hours together, like as a brotherhood, if it wasn't for athletics and baseball. It's an amazing thing that we do in the United States. Like in other parts of the country, they send you to the military, okay? And so we have this stuff. And, and the people that keep that together are the coaches. And the coaches are crazy. They're crazy because they don't get paid enough. And that's a man that's spending 60 hours a week with your son, with your child, you know, and... And, and, and in Southern California, it's year round. Who's yep. going to do more for your child than their baseball coaches? Like, like, I mean, you know, that's not a bad person. That's not a bad guy. Don't fight your, like, it's not his fault, you know? And, and like, is that maturation process from your son being a ninth grader to 12th grader graceful? No, like it, it isn't. And like, is that coach, is that man who's understaffed, underpaid, overwhelmed, going to have like his moments? Yeah. And you should support him and you should support the team and you should find ways to help. Okay. And like, are, you know, are, do bad things happen? They happen in ev like every, right? Like everywhere things happen. But 99.9% .9 of those interactions they're educational. Your, your, your son is learning to interact with, with people with, you know, in a hierarchy, they're accountable. And are they going to be happy doing stuff that they don't want to do all the time? No. Are they going to point the finger at anybody they can? It's human nature, you know? So the guys that move on are the guys that are able to, you know, adapt to that process as quickly as possible and utilize the resources, use your, how do I get recruited? Talk to your high school coach. Hey, coach, Absolutely. I've been the three-hole hitter and the shortstop here for four years. Nobody has said anything to me. Well, you know what? What? What can we do here? You know, at, or like, coach, like I've been inspiring for four years. I haven't gotten a bat. Like, what's going on? And like, when that person tells you the truth, you have to like you got to listen to the truth. They're your, your number one resource is your high school coach. They've seen you more than anybody. And like, I mean, you're not, 
You're not paying them. And so there's a, there's a level of reality there. It's the highest level of reality there is. Then there's like your club coach, which is like a different reality, but also resource. Then like your, your pitching or hitting instructor, which is a different reality. Hopefully you hire somebody who tells you the truth, right? Because yeah. you need to know the truth. If you don't know the truth, then it's going to be really, really hard for you to figure it out. This is what I feel has been lacking in, in sports, um, you know, being able to talk to coaches and being able to talk to, to people that are in the, they're in the thick of it, you know, and, and getting their, their honest opinions and their honest, uh, um, you know, stances on things. So, um, yeah, that's about it. So thank you so much. Coach, Coach you've been on. great. Yeah. We, I mean, the information here has been, been absolutely Phenomenal. fantastic. Um, couldn't thank you more for being here. Thank you for being with the baseball playground. Good luck this year. I hope to see you guys in the championship. Um, well, let's plan on it. Yeah. And uh, we'll do an interview when, when you guys make it. So, yeah. Where are some of the avenues that kids can actually reach out to you? Uh, I mean, email is the, is the best place to start. It's uh, A-K-O-C-O-L at glendale.edu. It's on our GCC Athletics website. I would tell people wherever they want to go, get educated as much as you can whether it's a four-year school, whether it's a two-year school, um, you know, and see whether you're, you know, look at the rosters, you know, I mean, you know, doing deep dives on those rosters is really, you know, helpful. It's a good first step for, for parents and players to see like, you know, do I, where do I stack up in a roster like this? Um, but so we have our roster online, um, you know, myself and our assistant coaches um, are online, um, but you know, you, you could have your high school coach reach out too. I mean, we know a lot of people, so, um, we're not hard to find. We do something with every, every person we have on. It's called the last three outs. Okay. Number one, favorite food. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, my wife's family, they, they do this shrimp boil. So everybody comes over, we do oh, the shrimp, shrimp boil. Boiled. They've got this yeah. incredible mix and you know, everybody's here, everybody's having a good time and. We get to spend so little time as coaches with family, so that for sure the shrimp boil. Number that's good. one, that's good living right there. Favorite movie? <laughs> uh, like that goes in phases and cycles. Right now, The Godfather. <laughs> Fantastic. Favorite baseball player of all time? I I couldn't help you with that one. I, <laughs> I have, I got a punt. I got a punt on that. Sorry. I don't know. We love have it, one. coach. Thanks so much. Thanks again for being here. Truly appreciate it. Thank you for being on the baseball playground. Again, good luck this year. And we're so excited that you can make it on today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Hey guys, make sure to follow the baseball playground on Instagram and YouTube.